0: You are listening to Astrology, the Amateur Astrologers podcast.
1: Welcome back, Masters of Ass and Amateurs of Astrology. I'm Rachel.
0: And I'm Audrey. Hello. Hello. Yay. Yay. This is our second episode of 2021. Yeah, I'm excited. But this time, this is our first recording in 2021. Oh my God, that's so true.
1: Wow. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's like March already. It's been a... It's been a week new wow. year, new me new um, year same shit apparently
0: yeah well hopefully not let's talk about the uh, aquarius <laughs> situation today yeah um, but what's your internal weather before we get into it
1: oh my goodness
0: um my internal weather today
1: is a really dry arid desert yeah, I can't. I can't get hydrated. I just
0: can't. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I feel that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. What's yours? Mine is. Uh, lots of air pressure. So like cloud pressure. Mm-hmm. And gray. Uh huh. And. Hold on. I'm feeling it out. It's coming, it's coming. Very, very light snow every once in a while. Okay, okay. Mm. Very
1: different. Very mm-hmm. different. Different vibes. Yeah.
0: We'll see how this
1: works. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I um, like it. Yeah, I like
1: it. Juicy. Um, today, we're going to talk about what we've what we've just been calling the Aquarius situation Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because and we'll get into it but we're debating today what is the Aquarius situation
0: is it an age is this the conjunction is this a new era what the fuck is it yeah
1: what is it so we're going to unpack all this stuff today I'm really excited to unpack
0: me too Um, and tons of astrologers have been talking about it
1: yeah and important. also
0: been talking about it for a long
1: time right this isn't kind of new stuff it's just that it's True. just just happened or it has arguably
0: just happening yes. uh, What?
1: yeah so there's a lot going on um mm-hmm. but we'll dive straight in so we talked briefly about this in our new year's podcast um which you should totally listen to if you're yeah. new hi, hi newbies um but um to give a bit of a recap Um, Basically, Jupiter and Saturn entered Aquarius. And then on December 21st, a couple of weeks ago, Jupiter and Saturn had a conjunction. And lots of people have talked about this as the biggest astrological event of our lifetime.
0: And Um, what I was going to ask you is if we do have any newbie boobies, could you mm -hmm. explain what that means to have two different planets enter a certain sign like Aquarius and also to be conjunct? I can, I can do that.
1: Um, also, newbie boobies really tickled me. Um, I'm yes. <laughs> so um, when we talk about planets entering a sign, so if you think about the the zodiac as several rings and the rings are split into different sections, into 12 sections for each sign and each house, that's kind of a separate bit to this. But if you think about there's a ring split into 12 wedges, 12, 12 slices of pizza, Mm-hmm. And the planets, they, the rings stay still, but the planets move through those rings. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about Jupiter and Saturn entering Aquarius, they have literally moved into that pizza wedge, that pie that wedge. section of the sky. Exactly, yeah. Um, and so that can have impacts on the things that the kind of Aquarian energy impacts the things that Jupiter and Saturn rule. As, mm-hmm. a, as planets, um, which again, we'll talk about as we go through. And then a conjunction um, can mean several different things, but in this context is about planets passing one another very close. And you see these, obviously everything is connected. Everything's beautifully interwoven. But when you have this Saturn-Jupiter conjunction, it's basically the passing of Jupiter past Saturn. And they come very, very, cl- very, from very close. The, f- from the perspective of Earth from exactly from the perspective of earth um and yeah so it's pretty beautiful and if you haven't seen pictures of it from december 21st go and have a look at some people's telescopic photography of the conjunction so cool it's so sick um so jupiter and saturn have entered aquarius they've entered it from capricorn um And so in Aquarius, uh, we have these two different signs um, and Capricorn is very driven. It's very like, Audrey has this great description of it as like the pyramid, don't you, right? You talk about it as like trying to get to the top of the pyramid. Kind of individualist in a lot of ways, just like I'm pushing myself forward in the way I want. And that's super beautiful, but also has been kind of twisted in a way because of things like capitalism. and so, and then you have Aquarius and Aquarius is all about collectiveness, innovation, growth, like seeking out newness, seeking out kind of different things and also a bit of chaos, I feel mm. as well. Um, I've been spending a lot of time with a sun Aquarius and I'm really starting to notice how <laughs> how much they are chaos cravers, which is really funny. Um, like anarchy. They do, they freaking do, it's mad. Um, so in, a, in this transit, um the singular kind of individualist approach that various facets of our society has kind of come into in the last 100 200 350 years are getting a real shakedown and are getting a real like sense of like is this the right way to do things no um let's let's give it a rough and tumble and figure out better ways to do it. And so this is, could be, and probably is gonna be, and we already see this from 2020, a dawning of huge change, of calling out bullshit, of innovation, of growth, collectively, individually, on a planetary scale. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. It's big shit, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you want some astronomy on yes. conjunctions? Excellent.
0: astronomy
1: astronomy so um this conjunction of jupiter and saturn happens about every 20 years and it's called the great conjunction and it's basically because it happens because if you think about the solar system and the order of planets jupiter is closer to us than saturn is so jupiter's orbit is about 4000 they have a 4000 day long year their year yeah. is about four thousand days. Saturn's is about ten thousand days. And so from our perspective, Jupiter moves slightly faster than Saturn exactly. does through the sky. Yeah. And so this conjunction is literally Jupiter overtaking Saturn from the point of view of Earth. I'm doing this movement with my hands. I don't know why I keep gesturing when we Not, do the podcast. But you can imagine
0: it, one can imagine yeah. it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um This conjunction is referred to as a great conjunction because it's the rarest conjunction we can see with the naked eye. So we can't see Neptune and Uranus with the naked eye. Mm. Um, And so this is why this one is the rarest one, even though obviously Uranus, Neptune, and also Pluto will have different conjunctions. There's some
0: kind of joke in there about Uranus with the naked eye, something there. Oh, oh. I mm. don't know where it is, but it's there. I feel it. I can Mm. taste
1: it on my tongue. Mm. Oh. Um, Oh. (sniffs) So, um, okay, and so when we talk about a conjunction, there's a certain degree of space between the two planets. They don't just like hit each other, obviously. They, and they don't pass right next to one another. There's a little bit of space, but they're still very, very close. And so that space varies conjunction to conjunction. And so this is this is the bit I find confusing because it's kind of mathsy. And mm. I, I'm really learning I'm not great at maths. Mm. Um, but on average, it's about 0.5 to 1.3 degrees between them. And for scale, it's one to two, it's one, about one, wait, oh right, I've written it wrong. It's one to two and a half the width of the moon is kind of how much is between them. Okay. So if you think about seeing the moon. It says the width of the
0: sun on your- I know,
1: that's why I was confused, because it's it's the moon. Okay. I've just written yeah, it wrong. Yeah. Um. So if you think about seeing the moon, Mm -hmm. And the moon can look pretty big because it's obviously the closest thing to Earth. And this, on average, when Jupiter and Saturn conjunct, they pass about half half the width of the moon, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or two and a half the width of the moon. What?
0: Okay, I that kind of went over my head, but I'm accepting it.
1: You know what? They pass quite close, guys. (laughs) That's what we're gonna go with. We're not. We're not
0: mathematicians. Again, we're just gonna go with that. Amateurs.
1: Yeah, big amateur. I honestly don't know how I got an A in maths to CSE. I really don't know how I did it. Bro,
0: it's impressive. <laughs> impressive. I don't know. I wouldn't have been able to do it. No,
1: I j- I don't fucking know, man. <sighs> anyway, so the great conjunction that just happened is the closest Jupiter and Saturn have been in over 400 years. And it's the first time in 800 years, this conjunction has occurred at night. So you can really see it, Mm. which is pretty cool. So it was very visible. It was very dramatic. It was also the winter solstice. So there's like lots of different energetic things happening. And that happened on the 21st of December. Yeah, exactly. 2020. Yeah. And so for context, Jupiter and Saturn were so close. There was like a half width of the moon between them which is very small. That's crazy, it's crazy tiny. Um, Another interesting thing I found out about the astronomy of them is that these conjunctions, so if you think about Saturn and Jupiter are conjuncting every 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. And these conjunctions over 20 years occur about 120 degrees apart. If you think about the zodiac as a circle, everything Mm -hmm. can be measured in degrees, right? Mm -hmm. And so over a succession of conjunctions, so in 60 years there's one two three they form a triangle yeah that's just maths right 120 yeah. 120, 120 120 360 beautiful isn't it mm. um and we've known this since about 1606 and there's some really interesting things about how when the conjunctions occur as this triangle they occur in specific connections of different signs and so you have these things i think they're called trigons which okay. are about the connection of those triangles and then how it shifts and it slowly moves along it's really beautiful. Um, and the next great conjunction will happen on November 4th in
0: 2040. Wow. Yeah. It's it's cute. It's like I feel I'm imagining Jupiter and Saturn to be like these old friends <clears throat> that live in very different places. And every mm. 20 years they decide to meet up to like have a little session to like oh, catch up. have a party. Night. Yeah. You know. I like
1: it. That's cute. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So talking more moving back into the astrological aspect so this conjunction occurred at zero degrees which was a very other unique aspect of it which kind of implies the start of something new something very very new um this is also moving the two planets moving out of capricorn and into aquarius is the shift from earth to air so and this elemental change is going to reflect global shifts coming now and in many many years to come, and they these conjunctions will continue to meet in air signs until the end of the twenty second century as well. So it's yeah. like 20, 2159 is about when it ends.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah. That's that is like what is really interesting about it. Okay, I'm gonna shout out Ulrich Aspergrin, uh, my f- best friend Franny's father. Oh. Um, who Hi, Franny's dad. is a great astrologer. And we were having chats a few weeks ago, and we actually got to see them on the conjunction. We were seeing them oh. on the 21st, and so we did a little cute ceremony. It was cute. Nice. Um, super cute. But he was telling me about, um, I wrote notes, basically, because I was like, hold on, let me grab my notebook. Let me take notes about what's happening. Yeah, 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 And so he was talking about um, these cycles being 200 years long. So basically, mm. the these conjunctions, each 20 years, has been made in earth sign since the early 1800s Mm. and so right now we're moving into the air signs right but because of retrogrades there's a point in like i think it was like in the 80s the conjunction in the 80s that it actually happened in an air sign and then went back to earth yeah okay okay so it happened in like libra or something and then you can see it in certain kinds of um culture you can see like Mm. what happened around that time and why that changed because it was in libra but it wasn't fully into the air era Mm. right Mm so that is cool um and then also so earth signs we can see in the last you know 200 years the importance of like land imperialism industrialism capitalism colonialism Mm -hmm. you know you have lots of um interesting ties consumerism materialism lots of interesting ties to what earth represents but actually also on a structural level of how we kind of view um worth society structures all of that yeah um, yeah for sure and that's what is cool because um apparently this change of element is called the great mutation so the oh. conjunction is the great conjunction right the conjunction every mm. 20 years but every 200 ish years when it moves to a new sign a new element it is called the great mutation
1: oh my god i love it mm-hmm Ooh.
0: And so this mutation, obviously, like we've been talking about, is in air, and it's starting with Aquarius. It's going to go travel through the air signs as well. Mm. Um, But uh, air, we can, you know, we know what air is about, but in another way, we are going to have to predict things because we don't exactly know what's in store in the next 200 years. But there's a more focus on intellectual, ideological, and creative ideas. Ah, It's about ideas. And then what Ulrich actually brought up was it's really interesting. You can actually see... um, in uh qualities in in like the earth qualities and how like architecture is. So like the last two hundred years how things were built. And you can look mm. further back depending on the elements. I don't know. I don't know it fully, but he was talking about how churches were constructed in <gasps> certain eras. Oh, that's so interesting. And depending on because churches are like an institution, right? They're mm. so they're tied to this kind of Saturn energy, Saturn Jupiter like governmental kind of energy Mm. because they're institutional and so if you look back many many into history and Mm. pick a time and look at the kind of architecture of the churches back then a lot of times they'll correlate with um, the style of that time which is influenced by the element that it was in that's so cool I know so I I can't exactly explain it all but that's what I got from what he said and I was like no
1: that's super interesting as well so my mum is a historian, for anyone who doesn't know, shout out Liz, um, and she's like super into church, like religious institutions, even though she's mm-hmm. not really super religious, um, Aquarius, mm-hmm. FYI, um, hey. but she uh, she knows a lot about church architecture and she and I were talking about, uh, I was like here in London and um, sent her a picture of a really beautiful church I found, and she was telling me about it, and she was saying how a lot of churches in London, and this is Anglican churches, right? Um, are Victorian builds, they're Victorian architecture, because you had this huge, obvious expanse of London as a city through industrialization and lots of people coming here for work. And so they needed more churches to put people in. And these Victorian churches there, if you think about the Victorian era as a time in which we were very God-fearing, it's the time in which religion becomes quite restraining in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, and these churches are, you know, this is, very they're very utilitarian and also quite adip, like um what's the word or not oppressive but quite domineering domineering mm. is the word i'm looking for they're quite you know they're dark rock they're quite strong significant buildings in space and they they feel quite like i'm here and i'm overpowering you and that mm. feels like that time that's so interesting
0: yeah so Sorry. that, that might be chat. Cool to look to look um look at that more
1: Mm, look into that that's so cool that's so so cool
0: yeah and so obviously there's also things about structure and inventions and stuff that we don't know about who knows maybe flying cars you know like we don't know what's (laughs) what's to come in the next you know 200 years but if you think of it being air think Mm. of it in what what can we kind of build i don't know what i was about to say you know what i'm saying what what can we build that is in, influenced by this kind of air element right mm, yeah, yeah 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 um tesla yeah, so you know tesla's shit yeah whatever <laughs> um yeah so then then i wanted to talk about like what the vibe of the conjunction is Mm. what's the vibe (laughs) what's the vibe that's like I think always my question when we're invited to a party which obviously hasn't happened in a long time because of covid but it's like someone's like oh there's a party I'm like okay but what's the vibe
1: yeah what's the vibe is it like chill is it chill
0: party is it a dancey party is it like a dress up party is it like everybody's gonna just be high party you know yeah is it like Yeah, yeah yeah like I don't know what's the vibe and so because you got to know in terms of like if you a want to go but also like how you're going to dress how you're going to show up yeah and like yeah what
1: what you want to bring of yourself to that Mm -hmm. space because sometimes you want to go to a party and you just want to chill out and have like deep conversations
0: with people Mm -hmm. and sometimes you want to go and you want to fucking dance and you just want to dance all night exactly yeah and so i think there's something interesting here about this conjunction what's the vibe so like what are we how are we going to show up in the next 200 years you know okay okay um that's my little weird uh analogy mm-hmm. so i was listening to jessica Lignado's uh podcast ghost of a podcast um she does she's an astrologer and like um what's it called uh animal communicator and oh, cool. like psychic medium and stuff she's really cool. oh my god that's really cool yeah it's called ghost of a podcast she has a great podcast so she was oh, talking nice. about this conjunction so if you want to hear someone that is a little bit more profesh explain it go for it but i know that you love us because we're yeah obviously um (laughs) but she was talking about uh historical leaders in the u.s because she's from the u.s so she was it's more u.s centric the way that she Mm. does predictions and stuff or the way that she just talks about astrology and um she said something really interesting she was talking about how around each conjunction of the last like um 200 years or some you know she said something like Mm. that she said that um, seven out of eight of the U.S. presidents who have died while in office occurred during these conjunctions. No. I know. And obviously not right on the day of the conjunction, but around the air of the of the, the vibe of the conjunction, right? Holy fuck. I know. And so she was talking about that, and she said um, uh, there was also a president around... So I think it was Reagan who got shot but didn't die. And she said yeah, that also yeah. had a, was like around a conjunction. And so obviously all of these conjunctions were in earth signs. <laughs> this is and slightly she, stressful. <laughs> I know. And she also said that she's not trying to predict a death. She's not trying to say like, that's what's going to happen. But what she is saying is, what is that energy that's happening? What are we picking up from that? And that mm. is government structures. That is people in power having shifts there's mm. there's a shift in structure. So mm. also most of these have been in earth signs. So we don't know what that means when these conjunctions happen in air signs. Now, what we've just seen the last week in the states of what has oh been my happening. God, fucking right up. when that right when like they were saying like riot, terror because like it was a fucking terrorist attack, right? Yeah, it was a <laughs> terrorist attack. <laughs> and yeah. so let's call it what it is. And um right when I saw that, I literally went, "Oh my god, the conjunction." <laughs> like it was like, "Holy shit." Like, this is the kind of energy of the conjunction, you know? Because mm. um, it's chaotic. It's so it's, chaotic. Yeah, it's chaotic. It's challenging structure as well. Yeah. And not, not that I agree with it in any bit of the sense, because I think there's a... I think we should be challenging structure, but I don't think those people... That, that's not... I don't know. Also, thing, like, they were, they were kind of... different.
1: <laughs> yeah, ideologically different, and also the sentiment with which they did it was incredibly aggressive Mm. and and that to me is not a way to challenge structure but you
0: know what there's also something about it It, not only was it incredibly aggressive but it almost felt like it was from the 1800s yeah yeah it was like it had that kind of air of like because they're also like traditionalists or whatever you know Mm. it has this air of feeling like um they're an angry mob carrying pitchforks in the 1800s like that was the vibe of it like that's why it's so weird Anyway it's very no strange. it's accurate it, it,
1: it was very like there was this uh when henry the eighth was king there was a thing up north called the peasants revolt and it was basically all these peasants like doing stuff without really realizing that they couldn't do it and then just it went really badly for them yeah. um and it felt like that
0: fantastic so that is interesting so now astrologers online i think this is quite awful i don't like when people predict deaths um i don't think it's the vibe um Mm-mm. But there are astrologers online that are predicting Biden's either de- death or health issues or resigning due to health issues. Okay. Um, okay. There are qu- quite a f- I've seen quite a few online um, of astrologers talking about that around this time. Um, but, again, I don't know. But this... You know what? You know the... Um, how I was talking about how each president like there's something that happened during the conjunction mm. currently Trump is the president as well and he may well be impeached for the second time that is also yeah. like a type of yeah. blow yeah. Yeah, 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 and so yeah. that also could be part of that um, conjunction energy
1: it's also because if they impeach him or the, the 25th amendment is literally about you're, you are unable to do the job because of yeah. like mental physical incapacity
0: like that's very accurate which is like the last four years um so <laughs> so the vibes i'm gonna keep going with the vibes yeah so, keep going with the vibes i was watching um Marin altman on youtube and she does videos on um um uh, yeah lots of astrology stuff she's an astrologer mm. but she had she seems to have a really strong opinion on what this kind of um vibe is what this conjunction means right um, and I think in contrast to some of the other ones I've seen. This is why I found it interesting. Mm. Um, but she is calling it a new era of reality. Um, and so she was breaking it down first by talking about Saturn's, Saturn's original signs. So not modern astrology. Modern astrology, um, Aquarius belongs to Uranus, right? Yeah. And Capricorn belongs to Saturn. Whereas in um, olden time astrology, Capricorn and Aquarius both share Saturn. Mm-hmm. And so, what she was trying to talk about was uh, everybody talks about Aquarius as being this like crazy loose, blah, whoa, yeah. Cool. But yeah. she was like, actually, it's really serious as well, which mm-hmm. I see in people. I think Aquarian people have an air of seriousness. They're so serious. To them. They're super serious. Yeah. So serious. Yeah, yeah. And so, I was, I can like, I, I feel like I relate to that. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I see that. There is obviously the Aquarian like hippie energy, but at the same time, because it's about pushing boundaries, but at the same time, it's also very serious because it's Saturnial, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And also like if you think about Aquarius as as living differently or adaptively or whatever that is, like hippies I think are a really good example. For the most part, those people are people who live with the conviction, the strength of my way of life is a better way of living,
0: a better mm-hmm. way of doing things. Like that is a strength, that is a seriousness, mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah and so what she was saying too was Capricorn kind of is about setting the foundations whereas Aquarius is about building on foundations so okay. it is still this kind of forward moving energy um, it's an opinion that she also had while, while I was watching this was um, uh, Aquarius is definitely more fixed and serious than it gives credit for like I said with, with hippie stuff mm-hmm. um, I think Hallie is joining me Hallie Hi, dog is joining me. Hi, mama. Um, <laughs> hello, boo boos. Um, so welcome to the podcast. Hallie, welcome darling. to the podcast, Hallie's. Uh, yeah. And so a quote I also took from hers is the architect of distilling ideas into formidable structure. That's Aquarius. Okay. The architect of distilling mm. ideas into formidable structure. Um, so she was talking about then the planets, Jupiter being positive, Saturn being negative. Not in like um mood sense but in like a taking and giving like a mathematical mm. sense yeah um, yeah yeah. so adding and subtracting and so then she was talking about this being neutral she was saying it's a new reality the blending of these energies and she said there's a neutrality here and there's an objectiveness here um now i don't believe in neutrality fuck that but yeah, or objectiveness um, <laughs> or objectiveness but i see what she's saying in a sense of not that they cancel each other out but they um there's a tension, there's a pull at each yeah. other. And also you know? a
1: balance, right? If you think about it there, um, what's the, I can't remember what it is. Like a return to the median always, a mm-hmm. sense of attention that keeps them, one goes up and the other pulls it back again, yeah. and vice versa, yeah, yeah.
0: Definitely. And she was also talking about how right now um, we also still have Pluto within eight degrees of this conjunction. And because Pluto moves, like, super slowly. And so earlier Mm. on, you know, like, last year, we were having lots of the Pluto energy, which was, Mm. like, it felt quite catastrophic, right? This is when the pandemic hit. This is when a lot of stuff was happening. And Plutonian energy is, like, very dark and mystery and surveillance, underworld Mm. manipulation, regulations. Um, Mm. And so it's still within eight degrees. So she was also saying that we still have that vibe. We are still working with the Pluto energy as well. It's just not as, like... Um, integral as it was months ago. Okay, okay. Um, and then she also, I quoted her here, fears that Aquarius will remove the dictators in power and replace them with shinier, new dictators. So, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so that is the thing about Aquarius too, that it's, it is about dismantling, but at the same time, it's because of its position being in Saturn and Jupiter, it also is bringing new structure. And so it might just replace with shinier, new, things literally like
1: communism like Mm -hmm. communism do you know what I mean well we should actually do we should definitely look into the astrological circumstances of like the the rise of Lenin and stuff like that in Russia for sure that would be super interesting but like yeah that is literally a perfect example of it of like you see this new ideal ideology come to rise Mm -hmm. and then you get people like Stalin who come in and they're just Terrible I dictates. also was just
0: thinking, like, because of the shit show, and I think this is also talking about more Western American politics, but the shit show that has been for the last four years with Trump, there's this feeling of uh, anything's better than that. And so there's this feeling mm. of even neoliberal Democrats that come in, which to me aren't, like, left enough
1: they'll come
0: in and it's like a savior it's like great we have a new we have new power we've replaced the old but now they're just kind of new shinier and if they don't follow through they don't follow through Mm, you know because mm, just because they seem new doesn't mean they'll do new Mm, yeah yeah yeah. because
1: like that's the whole point of neoliberalism isn't it like neoliberalism is just it's just individual capitalism wrapped up in a liberal Mm. blanket
0: Mm -hmm. so So Maren Altman on YouTube, she wanted to stress that this is not necessarily an anarchist free for all time. It's actually about new structure. Okay. It's not about no structure. It's about new structure.
1: And so this definitely feels like it's imperative that we don't just like go, oh, okay, great. Aquarius time. I can just Mm -hmm. sit and chill out now. It still needs... We're building. We're building and it still needs... Um, criticism it still Mm -hmm. needs confrontation it still needs questioning you can't just be like oh great i'm chilling out
0: now exactly exactly so i think it's a really important time you know um and then she also said that this whole kind of thing is also squaring uranus and taurus and um that is shocks to the financial system as we kind of know (coughs) um but it also is interesting because think about uranus as we know uranus being like really innovative forward thinking it has the aquarian energy that we think of more connected to like hippies in the 60s right but Mm -hmm. aquarius and taurus and taurus being of the earth taurus being of the material and so this also points to a change in the way that we interact with our earth which i think is really exciting if we can do that you know in the right in the right in the right way But, but that energy is there the energy is there especially with the aquarius energy in um in Saturn and Jupiter and so it kind of again it brings new structure so if we can structure this is maybe utopic thinking but if we can structure um these new systems these new structures these new ideas into a way that actually change how we interact with our earth because there are technologies there are amazing ideas there are really interesting ways of doing that
1: Mm. can we do that can we just please can we just get fucking get on
0: with it let's just fucking do it bro yeah 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 yeah. you know um yeah so i mean that's i think that's the vibe of this conjunction um and so do Damn. you want to go to the party is that the vibe i i i always
1: think right and I, I in fact i'm saying i always think but i tend to actually not be this person i think in this context you never know unless you go
0: mm-hmm True.
1: I'm, I'm I'm. someone who, I was going to say, I always think this. I don't. I very often said to Audrey, I don't really want to go. I just want to stay at home. Yeah. Um, but, don't fall the party train. But that's kind of part of one of my 2021 revo- re- revolutions? Resolutions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Revolution. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think you never know unless you go and you try it. And, mm-hmm. like, you don't just go to the party and you have a good time. You have to put in the effort to have a good time. Yeah. So, like, don't go and sit there and be quiet. Go and put
0: in the effort. Show up. Be present. Add your thoughts. Add your ideas. You're worth it. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So, the next part of this pod episode is, is this the dawning of the age of Aquarius? That is the question. And I quote that um, because that is a great song from the musical Hair. <laughs> um those are the little lines, is this the dawning of the age of the Aquarius? So mm. uh we've kind of mentioned astrological ages before. Uh I know Rachel talks about them in an earlier episode. Um mm. I think much earlier. Yeah, and ages ago. These astrological ages are thought to influence cultural tendencies and the rise and fall of civilizations, and so they um people like to track them throughout history and be like, Oh, mm. what happened during that age? Um and so when I was looking at all this stuff, I got a little, a little bit confused. I don't even know if I answered my own question. But okay. I saw that these ages actually move backwards through the zodiac and not forwards. Whoa, so, that's so interesting. Exactly. So technically, we have have either just come out of... Obviously, this is this is debated and we'll talk about this. But we've just come out of or are still in the Pisces Age and we're moving into the Aquarius Age and that's backwards in the Zodiac because actually as we go along in the Zodiac it goes Aquarius and then Pisces and then Aries and then Taurus and on, but it moves backwards. So I didn't really understand that, but there's some kind of explanation somewhere that we're I'm
1: just pulling a face at you like,
0: what? <laughs> it's weird. I didn't really get it. But it is I, weird. I had to note it even if I don't get it because we're amateur mm. astrologers and we learn from doing this podcast. Yeah.
1: So- and also I think, and I feel like you've picked up on this, there is, that we use astrological ages, but then there seem to be two different things those things mean. exactly Because you have these ages that last like over 20,000 years. hmm that are super long and then you have these shorter ones
0: 200 years
1: or, yeah, yeah 200 years or whatever and so we need first and foremost it's confusing we need some a, a difference of 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 denotation mm-hmm. like age and era different can be different things yeah, just
0: like give us the just make it clearer make, make it, it more clearer. clearer. Yeah. um yeah and so so what i'm going to talk about briefly is the astrological age that is on Wikipedia. And so this is where Mm -hmm, I got my mm -hmm. information. Um so an astrological age is a product of the Earth's slow processional rotation that lasts for two thousand one hundred and sixty years. Okay. And so astronomy wise, what this means is that the Earth's axis makes gradual shifts in rotation. Yes. And that cycle lasts for about twenty six thousand years. So that is called one great year that is a great year in astrology Mm. and so that means that um that is a full zodiac's worth of an age so that is like almost 26,000 years so that's actually 25,920 um but then as i said it moves each sign is like a little over 2,000 years you know so okay oh it's starting to make sense yeah okay so one great great year that's 26,000 and that is a full rotation through the Zodiac backwards. So <laughs> you've been through every sign. Exactly.
1: And then each sign is about 2,000
0: years. Yeah. And that is the okay. age. Wow. Yeah. Seriously, so, maths. Mm-hmm.
1: Maths. hmm
0: And so basically, there's lots of interpretations as to when Pisces age ends and Aquarius age begins, but I wanted to give some uh, examples of certain astrologers that believe certain things. So like okay. a dude named Patrick Burligame, Burlingame, something like that. Um, he he thinks that Aquarius age began in 1994. Don't know why, but that's his you, Thank Mr. you, Mr. Burly Game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Neil Mann thinks that it will begin in 2150. Okay. Uh, Dane Rudihar uh, thinks that it will begin in 2062. Okay. And then there's lots of other astrologers that are like, it's going to be given the 2500s, the 2600s, and the 2700s. Okay. So Audrey, isn't mm -hmm. it weird that in twenty sixty two we'll be sixty four? That is incredibly strange and I'm scared. We're still
1: alive in twenty sixty two. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm scared
0: of time, so don't talk to me about that anymore. Sorry. Um Yeah, so there's lots of kind of discussions about that and then obviously lots of people think that right now the conjunction that's happening the great conjunction the great mutation into aquarius Mm. is the marking of the age of aquarius yeah but then at the same time dudes in the 60s and 70s that's they were saying this is the dawning of the age of the aquarius and ultimately what i'm getting from this is that we can't actually say a certain year or a certain astrological point is the dawning or the start or whatever the beginning or the end of one but yeah, it's these much energies more fluid. because it's much more fluid these energies hold these vibes the vibage holds throughout and they have crossover so we can have Aquarius Pisces crossover as things are beginning and ending right yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. and so. almost that's the bit we should maybe be observing more as astrologers yeah like why do we always we section everything off right Mm -hmm. when actually like astrology really shows us that things are interwoven so like Mm -hmm. why don't we look at the middle bits
0: totally totally and like what i wanted to say about the pisces age is that if you think about pisces age that was the rise of like spiritualism and religion Mm -hmm. and that like totally true because if you think about like when, when I mean, I don't actually. The, never mind. I'm not even going to speak that much onto it because I don't know that much about the history of religion. But
1: no, but uh, I mean, obviously, we've we've had spirituality as long as we've had human beings. Yeah. But the the thing that's very significant about the age of Pisces is that it begins around the time that uh, Christianity rises, and mm. you see this. Obviously, that's a very Western. Perspective, because yeah. as I've said,
0: you have religions that have existed far, far, far longer. Because but... then, at the same time, you have colonialism pushing Christianity on exactly. other cultures. Exactly, and
1: that's like the big thing is that you see the rise of Christianity, and then it's f- and then how it's forced globally because Christianity in its various different forms is still the dominant religion globally Mm -hmm. and and that's shocking in a lot of ways because of its history but that is a very big thing in in the Piscean era Mm -hmm. um yeah
0: yeah 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 and then you've written here I think two points as well what did I write
1: oh I spoke I I was reading about how so Pluto isn't going to enter Aquarius until 2023 and again that's a some people think that is when this is really going to kick in gear,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then just like the, you can't deny the fact that the conjunction is significant by any means. Mm. Um, but as we've said, these things don't happen overnight. You've and I think that's the thing we're not so great at is perceiving the fact that it's it's an ebb and flow. It's mm-hmm. a it's an ocean coming in and going out and leaving traces. It's not simple.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And the last thing I wanted to say on that, too, is that um, I'm going to bring back the hair um, musical (laughs) (laughs) with the dawning of the Age of Aquarius. Because Mm. uh, the 60s and 70s did have a big kind of uh, surgence of, um, of Aquarian vibe you know, of the hippie days of the, uh, equality. And like, you had like second wave feminism happening at similar times. You had, um, anti-war giant Mm. protests. Like it was very intense, that kind of age. And, uh, I wanted to break down, it was the first few lines of the song. And the first few lines are when the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars then peace will guide the planet and then it kind of goes on right and if you think Mm. about it because i i had never like in my amateur astrologer kind of like time i had never actually Mm. listened to those lyrics and fully like looked at it from that perspective and i was like wait a second the moon because the song is called the age of aquarius right the moon is in the seventh house meaning our emotions are in the house of equality and liberation right Mm. and Jupiter is aligning with Mars. That means Jupiter and Mars, Mars being expansive, so Jupiter expands Mars, the god of war, right? Yeah. So Jupiter expands war. So war is breaking out, but our emotions are in equality and peace. You know? Mm. I don't know. The whole thing, I was just like, this totally is describing the that type of Aquarian energy that was in the sixties and seventies. Yeah, definitely. This is what's happening in the world right now, but we're still like um, we, we're so against it. We just we want to fight against it. We want to rebel. We are not okay with all the death that this is causing. We're not okay. Yeah. You know, like our freedoms are being taken. Um, yeah. Just, just I think we should do an EP on um, on you know sixties and seventies on a decade like that. Yeah, that, yeah, it, That is definitely. so. Um, that I think the young people there was so much uproar. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, a hundred. And beautiful 100%. art has come out of it, and you know. Yeah, if cool you think stuff. about our our main medium for ordinary is performance art and the sixties and seventies are heralded as like the mm-hmm. golden age of live art because mm-hmm. of how how just like people just went, fuck
0: this, I'm gonna yeah. do what I like. It's so great. So great. Mm. So I think we we should we should do that. Um Yeah. So after all of this chit-chat about the vibage, um how do we feel? You know? i wrote i down, definitely think you sorry you, go, sorry you go i was just gonna say i wrote down on the document i mean vibes my dude <laughs> vibes
1: my dude i mean i'm into it i am really into it and i i've been very excited about this for as long as i've understood i mean you also don't means. have a choice like i understand we don't have a choice yeah I mean, you just beat. have to accept
0: <laughs> but it. i was i guess the question is like how do you feel
1: yeah, and I think the thing that's really interested me is that thing that, oh, I've forgotten the astrologer's name. Uh, Maren Altman said mm-hmm. about it could just be a, another structure that comes in and is mm-hmm. dominating in a different but still not great way. That to me has definitely been like, yes, you can't just sit back at all, ever. And like, I think, I think as a liberal person, I have this perspective that like, oh, like liberalism in whatever form will eventually be the dominant form because people are going to learn to take better care of one another. At least
0: and I'm, that's what yeah, I saying. Yeah, and I'm also going to clarify for certain countries, liberal is not the same liberal for what you're talking about either.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about it more as
0: just like a... Being, being kind of I'm, ideologically more left. Is that what you're talking about?
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have issues with left-right a lot because it's a binary. Like yeah. it's not... Yeah, 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 yeah. But um but yeah if you think about uh, all I want in life is people to take better care of one another and take better care of the planet I think that for me is like the foundation of everything I believe Mm. um and with that comes an instinctive take better care of yourself because we don't do any of those things right in my opinion um and I definitely think the Aquarian energy that's coming in because it's so communal, because Aquarius is ruled by the 11th house, the 11th house rules Aquarius, whatever way it goes, mm-hmm. um, which is about community, about collectivity, about friendship. I was like, oh, okay, great, I'm taking a step back. It's yeah. okay. Where it's, it's like, like, it Set can't, vibes it, go. yeah, it's like, no, you cannot be like that, you still have to be critical because fundamentally, and I th- then bringing it into political views, me being someone who is very liberal, is probably considered to be on the left. I mean is considered to be on the left. You know, I'm a member of a very liberal party. Um and and so there's no sitting back at all because you still have to hold people accountable. You mm. still have to get we still have to get better. There's always goodness you can do. Um so yeah. But then I also like I, I'm so excited about the fact that the majority of our lives will be in this in this energy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
1: very cool. That's very cool.
0: I think it feels really. Uh, it feels exciting. There's this part of me that's like, it feels very unknown because mm. I can only kind of. We've been so conditioned and socialized in capitalism, in colonialism, in white supremacy, in everything that is kind of built off of like build and conquer type shit, mm. which is a, a distortion of like the kind of divine earth energy. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it's hard for me to think like what is in the future. It's hard for me to be like, oh, I know what that feeling is. I know what this kind of Aquarian or this air quality is. And I don't, you know, mm-hmm. because I haven't mm-hmm. seen it, because I haven't been conditioned in it, because the structures around me as I was growing up weren't it. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there is a feeling of like, it is the unknown. And so th- there is a, there's a fear in the unknown, but then there's also an excitement of like, you know how shit it is now, can something change?
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. I also think, I think what you're talking about, the difficulty to imagine what this will be like, is also like a direct consequence of the way we live now. And so like, um, there's a fantastic book called The Great Derangement, and it basically talks about how the various intersecting crises that we are going through, so with racism, like neocolonialism, neoliberalism, capitalism, consumerism, and the climate crisis all form this incapacity to imagine anything Mm. without it or beyond it. And, And that's like the era that we have in creativity. We find it very difficult to envision what life would be like. Yeah, without these things, because
0: it also uh, capitalism forces us to. We can't live without it. It makes us believe mm. we cannot. It makes us believe, but also forces us to to not be able to survive without participating, um, and so there is that feeling of of how how does that stop? Like how how what is life without that? And I think that is yeah. also why a lot of people who are maybe more right leaning. Um, don't see any other option Mm. but to do Mm. that you know and so then to find maybe the ones that um you know i I don't know maybe it is more neoliberal but to find the kind of good in that which to me you can't find the good off of rotten foundations you know Mm. and Mm -hmm. so i don't know there's that going on
1: yeah 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 yeah. um no exactly and i think For me, that's why Aquarian energy is so interesting in terms of this difficulty to envision a future without the things that we are, we have grown to be so, so reliant on. And like, we we inexcusably cannot live without them. Mm. And Aquarian energy is so creative and so innovative. And that's what we need. We need just people constantly being like, what about this idea? What about this way of doing it? No, maybe like this, maybe, and just building blocks. And, And that to me is how we're gonna get through everything. At least yeah. I hope. Um, yeah. It's yeah.
0: exciting. It's scary. It's exciting. It's scary, exciting, but at the same time, we literally um, cannot change what the planets are going to do. No. And we can only do what we're going to do. No. and so, so I guess also, if you you're think?
1: someone who's... Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, that's cool. I was just saying, so we do things. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It and wasn't I think very that's, smart. <laughs> what I said. No, no, but you're right. And building on that, I think if you're feeling, if you have individually on a personal level, if you have a chart that's maybe conflicting with Aquarian energy, if you have a chart, I know my chart, I find ed- energy, I have very little of it in my chart. I find it very complicated. I find it quite difficult in other people. Um, you can't change this, Mm-mm. but you can change yourself and you can grow in yourself. So like, this is the time to be like, how do I harness this? How do I bring this into my life? Yeah, change is coming.
0: Change is a coming. Oh, I and also what the. Feel f- change coming. <laughs> what are you? Seeing? I'm seeing some Maggie Rogers shit. Oh, oh uh, yeah, that and is true. in the Yeah, The change coming, something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shout out Maggie oh, Rogers. i, I oh, my. feel <laughs> <laughs> if she listened to this podcast, I think I would actually tweet cry. it to her. Shall I send it to her when yeah, we do it? We
0: be we like, we, we talked about you. Also, <laughs> shout out, like, Rachel got tickets to see Maggie Rogers. Where was it? In Brixton or something? Where yeah, you? it was in Brixton. Brixton. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, 2019. And, uh, I know, crazy, long, so ago. long ago. so long ago. And I had no idea who this was. And Rachel was like, I have an extra ticket because I was accidentally bought two tickets from my family. Yeah. Um, and she took me and I really fucking enjoyed it, even though I knew... None of the songs. I had never heard yeah. her before seen her. And then I listened to her and after and I was like, Yeah, I'm down. Let's go. It's so she's great. She's great. And she, she's a great performer.
1: If you don't know her, go listen to her stuff. She gives this me down, she
0: gives me sixties, seventies Aquarian vibes. Yes,
1: literally. Literally. You know? Literally. And her new she's released sorry, this is tangential, but here we are. <laughs> um she's released um. A thing that's that's records from her archive so it's basically her going through her whole artistic practice and releasing songs that were very significant to her and her growth as a musician and it's amazing that's sick
0: Um, i love it it's so sick the process i know right (laughs) it's so good it's good it's good um that is amazing oh my foot's gone to sleep oh Oh. what was i gonna say (laughs) i was gonna say something um aha I was gonna say like obviously we need to do where we ask but also I wanted to say before we end the episode this is kind of like a drinking game I want someone to count how many times I said vibes or vibage
1: okay because okay. I said it
0: many a time
1: all right you ain't beads that's your task all yeah. right how many it's- times I love how we've said that at the end of the fucking episode as though people are gonna listen I to know. this more than once I
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> well I hope someone already counted but whatever yeah um so where you ask?
1: Oh my God, Audrey. So I read the most incredible book this week and I finished it at like midnight last night and I just like cannot stop thinking about it.
0: What book? Um, it, Give us it's called juice.
1: Uprooted. It's by uh, uh, Naomi Novik, uh, who is an American... American... American writer um but her family are descended and her mum was a Polish immigrant her dad was the son of a Lithuanian immigrant so she has a lot of roots in Eastern Europe and the book it's fantasy obviously it's me um and it's basically the very a very large retelling of a story she was told as a child that's a Polish folk story um and it it like it's just I can't I can't even put into words how amazing it was and like literally I I haven't read a book where I've been so I keep using the word intoxicated with it that I cannot stop thinking about it and all I want to do is read it since I was a teenager oh. like it was just amazing. That's amazing. I'm awesome. so sad I finished it. Yeah. And I finished it and I was like crying and I was like, this is amazing. And then I was like, I'm going to have to read something else to like go to sleep. And I was just reading something else and I was like, I just want to read up Rooted again. It's just amazing. <laughs> it's, it's just, just so good. It's one good. of those things that
0: you just want to experience again, you know? You're like, can
1: I just have yeah. this experience? Yeah. And it was just, it's it's not only a beautiful story, it's written so beautifully and it also in very subtle ways like deals with human earthly connection Mm -hmm. in this really like magnificent magical way. Um, And I think it like really, really tugged on that bit of me as well as my love of fantasy and folklore. Mm. Um, So if you haven't read it and also shout out Emma and Alex who bought it for me for my birthday last year and I'd only just read it. Um, But yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, And that is literally where I'm at, I'm still in this book.
0: Nice ass in the book yeah
1: everything else like the rest of life is really stressful right now so i'm just ignoring it
0: yeah 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 cool yeah where are you ass um location wise i am ass sweden still um (laughs) (laughs) i'm in i'm in a different country um (laughs) and emotionally i think i'm probably here as well and Mm. um yeah i think the last like i've really enjoyed home time here and i'm still enjoying it but the last couple of days i've been feeling really like just like existential and weird and i get that sometimes when i come home which is just like Mm. some control issues that i need to work on um Mm. but then i got quite excited because i was in therapy on friday and um i came up with my like 10 week therapy score, like performance score, choreography score. I have to read it to oh, you. It's cute. It's so fun. That's um so fun. it's literally just like And by words. sorry, just
1: to clarify, do you mean
0: score like a performance score? Or yeah. score like a yeah. Like just a performance score. Um yeah. yeah, like so I was trying to explain to my parents what, what I meant by that. And so it's kinda like a musical score. It's like instructions for a performance, but it can be very experimental. It could it could literally be anything. Okay. Um, should I just read it out? Should I read it out? It's like if you yeah, if you wanna share, it it's so all fun, it's totally chill. Okay, this is my this is my choreographic score, and I'm gonna do some more movement to it because I I'm in uh, movement therapy, so like nice. These are all kind of images that have been taken from um, movements I've done.
1: Okay, okay. So. <clears throat>
0: And sorry, sorry, one more yes. question. Did you write this yourself or did you write it with your therapist? So um, this is a collection of images, words, all of these kinds of things throughout ten my first 10 weeks of sessions in this. Oh,
1: well um, done for getting, doing 10 weeks
0: of thank therapy. Thank you. That's so exciting. Now I've technically done 11, but yes, thank you. Oh. Um, and so these are this is a culmination of me looking back through all of my notes and picking out the most important phrases. Okay, okay. And so now I've just put the phrases all on one page and I've taken and made that a score. Just called it a score. Okay. Okay. Um, and some of these words and phrases were things that I came up with. Some of them were things that um, my therapist came up with. And then some of them were things that we both kind of came up with. Okay. okay. So <clears throat> mud walks, sit up straight, breathe in stomach, glass of water, Cultivating a home base. Assert. Response. Pause. Where do I stand? Sit with it. Stand with it. Digest. Kneading. Twisting. Create antidote. Bamboo. Micro-piecing micro dosing, micro movements, don't underestimate, excavating, forming, molding, whaling, bags. That was so lovely. And that's the score. (laughs) That's amazing,
1: that's a great score. Thank you. I thought it was quite fun. Yeah, I think it's so fun.
0: That's very cool. Thank you. I think Thanks it's, for sharing, Archie. You're welcome. That's kind of, I guess that is where I'm ass, you know? I think mm. it's a good good way of telling the urinal beads, the newbie boobies, and Rachel, where I'm <laughs> ass. Um, Excellent. Excellent. It's a choreography of some sort. That's beautiful, mate. I like Thank it you. a lot. Thank you. All right, should we wrap it up
1: there? That was a beautiful way yeah. to end.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing.
1: Um, let us know where you're ass... Uh, newbie boobies and urinal beads. Um, this is going to stick <laughs> And now. skeptics. And skeptics. <laughs> <laughs> but what's like um, a
0: astrological pun of skeptics? I'm not very punny. This is hard for me. Saturn skeptics, something like that. Hold on. We'll come up with it. Anyway... We'll <laughs>
1: anyway thank you so much for listening um let us know how you feel about the aquarius situation yeah and yeah do you feel excited do you feel nervous um do you think it's not started yet um yeah there's so many questions so let us know so many questions Um, so many questions um i hope you're all safe and well there's mm-hmm. a lot going on in the world right now continuously and mm-hmm. it's only 10 days into 2021
0: and take care of yourself
1: yeah please take care of yourself um yeah 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 um if you enjoyed please give us uh subscribe give us some stars if you're on apple mute no okay. apple podcast <laughs> apple whatever it is apple podcast um, and spotify apple- and other streaming platforms um if you think somebody you know would really enjoy this, please send it to them. Mm-hmm. Um you can also follow us on our Instagram account at astrologers. Mm-hmm. Um it's always juicy on there. Always juicy, yeah. Um Yeah. Cool. That's all that's all I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Thank you so much guys. Have many lovely, more, uh... lovely Yeah. Thank you, and many more episodes to come stay tuned hell yeah
1: yeah stay tuned see you in the future but also time is a construct (sighs) just suck my ass bye bye (laughs)